morning. Um, last night I went to bed not knowing what I was going to talk about and just trusting the Lord to give me a dream. And so with that comes warfare over my sleep. So I slept about two hours last night, but I had a dream. Um, sleep is a weapon, and I believe that um, as we um, get closer to the return of Christ, that God is going to use dreams um, on such a level um, because it is just this direct spirit connection when you give God the night. Um, it's totally transformed my life. And so last night, um, God gave me exactly what to say today. Um, first, though, I just want to kind of speak into what Pastor Tim just said about visualizing the Father. Because I had a dream last week of the Father. And he had this, you know those old video cameras, like the old school kind that like your parents would use like on their shoulder like that? He had one of those video cameras and he was just zoomed in, like capturing every look on your face. Like, and you didn't even know he was looking at you. You know, it was like one of those things, like if you ever watch a home movie and you didn't realize somebody was videoing you and they just like were just catching like you just like laughing and you know, like just those sweet, sweet things. That's the Father's heart. He is zoomed in on you. And he always, 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 always has been. And he's saying, seek my face. Seek my face. Seek my face. And so I just implore you today to, to just picture the Father like that, just because he loves you and he has always loved you. I think the reason that it was old-timey is because it goes back. You know, it's like there's, there's never been a time that he, that he wasn't just like, seek my face. And so just respond to him today like, David, Lord, your face I will seek. Um, in Proverbs, let's see, Proverbs chapter 3, I want to start with this. It says, verse 5, trust in the Lord completely. And do not, do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. And this is, this is where I really want to focus, verse 7. Don't think for a moment that, for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Wisdom comes when we adore him with undivided devotion. He doesn't want a piece of your heart. He wants the whole thing. You won't find him until you look for him wholeheartedly. Seek me with all of your heart, and then you will find me. Wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion. And then from that, I want to go to Proverbs 24, starting verse 3. It says, wise people. So how do you get wisdom? Adoring him with undivided devotion. 
That's how you get wisdom. Wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, communities, and through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. Because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. And this is where I really want to focus here, verse 5. Wisdom can make anyone a mighty warrior. And revelation knowledge increases strength. Wise strategy is necessary to wage war. And with many astute advisors, you'll see the path to victory more clearly. So that's really what I want to talk about today. This is the dream that I had last night. I think I would classify it as wise strategy is necessary to, to wage war. I got some um, weapons in my dream last night. Last time when I talked, I felt like, you know, inside of us, when Jesus is inside of us, there is a lamb and there is a lion. And I brought that picture just so you could see. Because last, last time I talked, I really felt like it was the lamb. It's that undivided heart. Behold the lamb. Behold the lamb. Undivided attention to Jesus. Undivided attention to Jesus. Like never looking away. Never looking for anything else. It's not the revelation that we seek. It's Jesus. It is him. He is the only one worthy of our time. But also knowing the lamb, you become introduced to the lion. Because we are in a war. And it is necessary to know how to wage war in the spirit. And so that's where my dream last night comes in. I had a dream within a dream, which basically means I had a dream. I woke up from the dream and was still dreaming and talking about the dream that I woke up from. And I was saying, this is what I'm going to share today <laughs> in the dream. So, <laughs> totally a God thing. Um, okay, so I had a really, really hard time going to sleep. I only slept two hours. Major warfare over, over my sleep. But honestly, the only thing I could keep thinking whenever I was trying to go to sleep is that the song, um, she prophesied last night we'd have songs. Um, my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, like over and over and over and over. Like that's all I kept thinking. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And I thought about last night as Dr. Ursula, like had Pastor Tim stand all the way over there as the vision that you've seen. And then there's all these obstacles in the way, like blocking blocking, blocking, but my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's coming, and what we need is the weapons to get through the line. Because we don't fight with flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. God is awakening the lion in you. The inner lion. Um, so in this dream I had last night, 
It was a bad dream. I'm going to tell you all that. But I've learned, and this is just something I want to share with dreams. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Bad dreams just give you night vision. You are seeing in the dark. When you don't let the enemy scare you because of a bad dream, but instead you say, God, teach me, train me. What are you showing me? I just got to peek into the enemy's camp. Train me. Like when you have this mindset of Psalm 91, like I rest, I rest under, I dwell under the shadow of God most high. Like there's no fear in that. The enemy can't succeed if he can't make you scared. Because power belongs to God. Like David said that, he heard that twice. Like twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Power does not belong to the devil. It belongs to God. And I had this dream one time before I get into the one from last night, but I literally saw Satan on a throne. And I climbed up in a chair that looked like a throne, and I stared at him. He had crystal blue eyes, which I thought was interesting because it's the direct opposite of Jesus, whose eyes are as flames of fire. And I stared at him, and I had just this gold princess gown on, just raining, like Jesus says that we will. And it was like, I, I had no fear. It was like, greater is he who is in me. I had another dream where I saw Satan. Like I'm telling y'all, if God can remove the fear, you're unstoppable, you know? And, and, um, in this other dream, like, I literally, I was screaming scripture at him. I was screaming Psalm 91 at him, and he just turned to ash in front of my face. And I said in the dream, I said, his time is coming to an end. My eyes have seen the coming of the glory of the Lord. Y'all, we are going to overcome. It's in the book. And so last night, I had this terrible dream. Um, but God can trust you with bad dreams because you're not going to buy into the fear. You're going to learn from it the tactics, why strategy is necessary to wage war. So I used all of these. I'm going to go through six different weapons. Um, in this dream last night, it was a fierce attack. Like literally thought I was going to die. Um, extremely terrifying. Um, but my eyes never shifted from Jesus. And um, the first one is the blood. The power of the blood. In one dream, I'm going to kind of talk about different dreams because for each of these topics, I've kind of had a dream that, that speaks more into it, just to give you like a visual. But in, in one dream, I literally went into the spirit realm of the sex trade industry. And before I went in, I felt something heavy on me, like weighty. And I asked in the dream, what is this? What is this on me? And I just heard someone say, blood. 
and I couldn't see it, but I could feel it heavy on me. And I saw the principality. And I had no fear because I was covered by the blood. Greater is he who is in me. We cannot wage war if we're afraid. Um, it says after, this is from a, a book about the power of communion, but um, just speaking on the blood, it says after Jesus' blood was spilled for the new covenant, we became not only heirs of Abraham, but also co-heirs with Christ. It says in 1 Corinthians 3.21, So then let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All things belong to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. When Jesus did for all, what Jesus did for all mankind on the cross was unconditional. He will never go back or change his mind. Accessing the fullness of the blessing of this covenant is our choice entirely. He took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. The blood that was shed was a covenant promise for all of eternity. Nothing would be the same. The blood of Jesus paid for everything. It washed us white as snow so that we could enter into the presence of the Lord without an intermediary and without fear. The blood of Jesus gave us freedom and authority. Hell has been defeated for all of eternity, and now we get to boldly release heaven on earth. So your first weapon is the blood. Second weapon, praise. I have felt the weight of evil come upon me before in dreams. And I just began to praise because I knew that he inhabits the praises of his people. And so, like, in the dream, I'm literally, like, I have no voice. A lot, most of the time that happens in dreams, like William said, you get muzzled. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to shut you up. So you never can talk. That's the first thing to go <laughs> when the enemy comes. Um, but I just lifted my hands, and with no voice, I was just like, I was singing Open Heaven River Wild in the dream with no voice. Oh, Holy Spirit, burn like a fire, all-consuming, consume me here in your presence. Lord, I surrender to your glory for your glory over and over and over. And then my voice broke through because he came. Praise shifts atmospheres because he comes and the darkness can't stay. Praise is a weapon. Third weapon is sleep. It is sleep. There is strategies released in your sleep. You will encounter Jesus in your sleep. Y'all, I've been seeing the bridegroom. 
There is a wedding coming. <laughs> there is a wedding coming. Jesus, the bridegroom, I saw him offering gifts. And when they opened the gifts, it was a wedding gown. He is inviting each and every one of you into intimate love. Intimate love. He will consume your life. One glimpse at Jesus. But there are encounters in your sleep that will transform your life. You get a glance of Jesus in a dream, and your only prayer will become Lord Jesus, because you just want to see his face again. It changes everything. It says in Psalm 68, 13, even while the soldiers sleep near their campfires, God wins the battle for them. How cool is that? You sleep next to the fire, he wins the battle. <laughs> it's like just even, even last night, like the pressure of thinking like I need to talk, I need something to say, and it's like, go to sleep. Like there's this revelation that he wants to pour in, but we have to get out of the way. We have to get out of the way. That requires 100% trust and abandonment. I am not going to try to figure something out. I'm just trusting you to give it to me. Fourth weapon, scripture. And I kind of just went over this with Psalm 91. I literally had that visual of what scripture does to the enemy. It is the sword of the spirit. It made him turn to ash in front of my face. That is how powerful it is. Back to sleep one second. I wrote this in January. I was at Kyoto's for my son's birthday, and there happened to be this um, man I didn't know sitting at the same table, and his shirt said, wake the dream. I was like, this isn't a coincidence. This is God. <laughs> so I wrote this. In the night, your oil pours. The spirit stirs, drenched with your words, heavenly moments, Prayers and tears, partnering with heaven as you come near. Awake my soul when I drift to sleep. Awake our hearts, Lord, wake the dream. For a dream in the night carries power and weight, declaring over your children your glory and our fate. Wake the dream in every heart, eyes open in the night, spirit impart. Glory, fill our beds when we lie down and rest our heads. Pour down revelation as we respond in intercession. Slay the giants that stand in our way as our spirits wake, as our bodies lay. 
Awake my soul and sing, awake our praises, let them ring day and night, night and day, may incense arise. We fill the bowls of intercession as we sleep in the night, for there is not a moment that we do not receive, for you give to your beloved, even in her sleep. Lord, wake the dream across the earth, on old and young may they see your worth. Whisper their destiny and pull them close. Glory to God, Lord of hosts. May the dreams come as a river pouring down from above. Eyes that see and ears that hear the wonders of your love. Cascade in the night and let your glory be known. May we walk not by sight, but in faith alone. Show us our way and lead us on thy path. Reveal in the night and in the day, bring it to pass. Give us keys for deliverance, healing, and power. May we stand guard in the night upon the watchtower, seeing the plans of hell before they begin, canceling every assignment, breaking the very bow from which the fiery dart would be thrown, tearing down the rulers of wickedness from their high thrones, and taking our place dressed in golden array, releasing your glory on full display. God, shine in our hearts as we slumber in bed. Wake the dream. Wake the dream that will make your kingdom come. Glory pour down, heavenly rain fall, floodgates open, thunder roar. King of glory, we are ready. We open wide the door. I haven't really um, processed this too much. It's just a thought. I believe it's Matthew 25 where it talks about the ten virgins. And there's five that had oil, and there's five that didn't. But they all went to sleep. They all went to sleep. But the wise ones were still ready, even though they were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> And kind of even just not sleep, but rest. Rest. Rest is a weapon. Got one more thing to read about rest. I wrote this recently. There's a powerful passage of scripture in Psalm 68, verses 11 and 12. The Lord gave the command. A great company of women brought the good news. The kings of the armies flee. They flee. She who stays at home divides the spoil. The phrase... She who stays at home is derived from the same Hebrew word nave as the one lying in the green pasture. The woman at rest divides the spoil. The woman that's lying down plunders the enemy. When armies would win a battle, they would take the gold and silver and other costly items of the ones they defeated, and this was called the spoils of war. 
She who stays at home divides the spoil. The woman that stays in a place of rest and continual habitation with Jesus is the woman that takes back everything the enemy has stolen. This woman at rest divides the spoil. This woman at home divides the spoil. Do you see how powerful rest is? Do you see how this place of lying in the green pasture is what plunders the gates of hell? It is a place of love. It is a place of intimacy. It is a place where she knows who she is in him. The place is powerful. I propose that in this season of extreme heat where the sun is scorching down as if it were the noon hour, that rest is our weapon. The women at home divide the spoil. I hear the, the call of the bride to her bridegroom from Song of Solomon 1-7. Tell me, you whom I love, where do you pasture your sheep? Where do you make it lie down at noon? There is a hunger for rest in this hour, and the Lord makes us to lie down. We will enter into greater victory than ever before as we plunder hell through our rest. The Lord spoke these words in Exodus 3.22. But every woman shall insistently ask her neighbor and any woman who lives in her house for articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and daughters. In this same way, you are to plunder the Egyptians, leading bondage with great possessions that are rightfully yours. At this time, the Egyptians had stolen the houses and possessions of God's people, and he was instructing the women before leaving Egypt to plunder their houses, taking back what was theirs, and to put it on their sons and daughters. So, too, are we being called right now to plunder our enemy and take back everything that's been stolen. This is for the inheritance of our children. They will not be stolen from, not on our watch. Find the place in the green pasture and lie down. For from this place of habitation and ever resting in the love of Jesus, we will plunder the enemy and the gates of hell will not prevail. There is power in that place of rest. Because it's a place of absolute security that I don't have to be doing a thing. Because I know that I am loved. I know where I belong. It is to be able to just do not even anything. Just be with the Lord. Be still and know. Resting is powerful. The last thing, as I, as I wrap up, the very last thing is um, the greatest weapon is love. In this one, this is a really cool dream. So in this dream, I, um, I was with my dad, which a lot of times in my dreams, in just dream language, your dad can represent Heavenly Father. So I'm with my dad in the dream, and there's this giant before us, just this evil, wicked giant. And I'm mad at the giant. And I'm like, I'm wanting to beat him up. I'm like, just like kind of starting stuff with this giant and stuff. And um, yeah, I know. 
And my dad just kind of like nudges me and he's like, Brittany, just show him how much you love me. That's what he said. Just show him how much you love me. And so in the dream, I literally just like in this flamboyant act of love with my dad, I just jumped on my dad and I was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Giving him kisses on his cheeks and that giant just disappeared. A lot of times the enemy can make you want to just like dive in these murky waters of spiritual warfare, but the Lord is jealous for you. Don't let him steal your time. Don't let him steal your time. Stay up there where he is. All of these weapons, what is one thing in common? Our eyes are gazed on him. We're not looking here. We are looking here. We are looking at the blood. We are praising scripture, rest, love, giving God the night. All of these things is, is a, a heaven focus. I had a last dream real quick, but I had this dream where I was diving in this murky water that had alligators and stuff in it, and it was scary. And I was like, God, what was that? And he was like, you see what a waste of time that is? Like, all it does is bring fear. Like, just don't even go there. It's a, that's what the Lord told me. It's a waste of our time. He values your time. He values your time. Don't waste it. Give him the enemy the time of day. Um, use these weapons and keep your, your gaze always on him. Just continue to behold the lamb. Behold the lamb. Behold the lamb. The more you behold, you become. Wherever your heart is postured, that's where your life's going to go. Yeah, so my time's up. But <laughs> surprise, surprise, you have me, and it's not on the timetable. Um, so we're going to say uh, thank you to Brittany for what she did.